the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, everybody, come on in. It's our final hour of the final day of the traditional work week on the first day of March. Happy March to everybody. Quite the agenda. We had some stuff going on at some uh, some school board action last night that was kind of crazy. We got a number of other things going on. Uh, obviously, looking back at the border visits by Trump and Biden in just a moment. Young lady's going to join us with a documentary on the border that you need to go to SalemNow.com and get. So all these things lie ahead, but you know what lies ahead. The weekend lies ahead, and that means the official declaration that <clears throat> it's Friday. Wow! I feel good. I feel good. Ow! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I, I feel, feel good. good. I feel good. Roger Daltrey's birthday. So you go through that Who library, won't get fooled again, has certain themes that resonate this election year, doesn't it? Daltrey is 80. Wow, how about that? Well, speaking of fooling people, in our competing uh, border visits, there was Trump actually in Eagle Pass, which is like ground zero for the it, 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 Eagle Pass has meant two things in the last uh, in the last few weeks and months. It has been the place where the border was the worst. It, it is the place that was the, one of the, the prime magnets for folks looking to stream unfettered across our border. And through Governor Abbott, it has become a place of the greatest response. And you can measure the type of Republicans you're dealing with by those who are on board for that response and those who are not. And the entire Democrat Party, don't get me started, or you can, because Joe Biden will get you started with his visit to to Brownsville, largely peaceful, under control Brownsville, uh, where Governor Abbott and the previous Trump policies have kept things sane at certain stretches of the border while they need a lot more attention in other areas of the border. So into that breach, into that issue, we have a look at uh, let me let me play a little bit of a uh, of a, a, a film trailer for you. Yeah, so we got we got crossers right now. National Guards in pursuit of them. And that's just the beginning of what we found. In the field with the men and women who are doing something about it. Like you've never seen before. Border wars. Border Wars, SalemNow.com, produced by Nicole McCall, who joins us. Hey, Nicole, nice to meet you. How are you? Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. This is cool. Well, tell me about you and the path you have taken to this issue. 
I'm a mother from inner city Detroit, and I started working for the Epoch Times um, as a local reporter about 15 years ago. I got into learning about communism and the infiltration into the West through volunteering for human rights. I started going to the Chinese consulates. I learned Mandarin and started asking them why the communists are on our soil and we don't want you here. From there, I was blacklisted from going to China for speaking out about the persecutions against those who have a religious faith in China. And then from there, um, I started a show called Lady Liberty on Rise TV. From there, I was introduced to a gentleman who you actually heard in the audio clip. He had um, multiple hours of private footage from his game camera that now he had a 300-acre ranch that's on the river in um, Eagles Pass. That's where his gaming ranch was. And on the railroad tracks, it crossed property that went over to where the river was, and then you cross over into Mexico. So on his property, he had the cartels coming through, bring high-profile clients through who have already been extradited from the United States, as well as multiple hours of footage um, around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning each time where there was two gentlemen walking, well, two guys, I shouldn't say gentlemen, two coyotes, right. walking with naked toddlers down his railroad tracks. And I said, where is this t being taken? He said, this is on my property in the United States. And I said, are you sure this is the United States? We're World War champions back to back. Like we fought communism in the World War twice. Why would we be allowing this? And he said, I've taken this information everywhere. I've been shut down by everyone. Are you interested? So I jumped in full feet. We started going into the bush on his property, filming, going to the border in secret to film the cartels on child sex trafficking and to find out where this fentanyl is coming from. Like, who's producing it? Who's bringing it in? And what's the agenda behind that? Well, it's funny because just a couple of minutes ago, in a question I'm now really glad I asked because we may have to talk about some China and your, your adoption of Mandarin as part of your toolkit. Uh, the, the words that you hear is an enormous amount of the fentanyl is from China. Is that something that you would attest to? I would say absolutely yes. Now, if you go and look at the Homeland Security reports, the DOD reports, DOJ reports, we can see that 40% of the fentanyl coming into the United States is lethal, my friend. So four grown adults take, you know, the packets of sweet and low or, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah, okay. coffee. So yeah. One, okay, so sweet and low. You take one of those packets. Now, imagine that in that one packet is the fentanyl. Mm -hmm. That kills four grown adults on a first-time use. Now, growing up in inner-city Detroit, my crackhead friends, now I'm not promoting doing drugs. What I'm sharing with you mm -hmm. is that when they hit the crack rock once or they hit heroin once, they don't die. They don't die. You say, oh, they, they had a four-gram rock. Maybe they're Charlie Sheen. Okay, yeah, sure, they're going to overdose and die. But with fentanyl, it is you have it once. It could be in a dusting in a bag of weed. It could be sold on pills, on Snapchat, Twitter, Discord, Instagram. I mean, the things that we found out investigating about the fentanyl coming in and how deadly it is was shocking. This is a weapon of mass destruction. Now, let me tell you, 400 people a day we are losing to a one-time use of fentanyl. One-time use. Now, that's enough people to fill a Boeing 747 jet. Can you imagine if Delta or Boeing or Lear killed that many people one time in the airplane? 
Do you think they would be allowed to create more fuselages for the future? Nicole McCaw is here. The film is Border Wars, available now at Salem Now, SalemNow.com. we got a bunch of films. We like to focus on those because they're on a bunch of issues people are thinking about and talking about. So tell me about the filmmaking of Border Wars. Where did you go? Who did you talk to? Okay, so we went down to places in Arizona and places in Texas to film at the border there. So we went to Tijuana. We went to the Verde uh, Eagles Pass. We went to Hildago. We went to Roma. We also went to the kidnapping capital of the country, McAllen, which was altogether a wild ride. We had shooters in the trees. We've been honeypotted by the cartels. We've worked with different special forces groups. Um, for example, the Texas Anti-Trafficking Initiative, based out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Recently, there was a rescue out of Oklahoma several months back. That was that team who went to find that girl who was taken from an, um, an NBA game when she was with her father, and she went into the bathroom. She was seven years old, I believe. Um, another group that we worked with, there are former special forces from Air Force and Marines. They're antipredatorproject.org, based out of Miami. And these guys go undercover. And, and, and recently, this is so wild, recently they went into a mission, went to Mexico, got a girl who's been missing for a decade, into sex trafficking. Her mom sold her into trafficking, fake this paperwork. She born two children into trafficking. When our guys went to go get them and bring her back, they wouldn't allow her to legally cross so I am not joking, my friend. They went in and came in illegally to bring her in safely with her and her two children. Oh, man. You know, I, I'm old enough to remember when the border issues were about people coming across the border, you know, just take, yeah. taking American jobs. What an innocent, happy days world that is, because now it's drugs, it's trafficking, it's transnational gangs, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you hope Border Wars does? What uh, You know, it's an election year, you might have noticed. What do you think? Uh, what What would you like the film to do? I'm really hoping from the bottom of my heart that a lot of people, the way I created this film is I wanted people to see from a mother's perspective, someone who doesn't live near the southern border, someone who has nothing to do with it, how inadvertently affects my family. My nephew overdosed three times on fentanyl within 48 hours in the inner city of Detroit. These types of things are happening to every single, my neighbor, a doctor, her daughter, 16, smoked a joint with her friend. Guess what? They they died in their sleep, both of the girls, from the dusting of the fentanyl. I want people to wake up to what's happening to our country. I want people motivated. It doesn't matter if you're center or left or right. Be motivated to come to protect our community. Be motivated to rid this type of atrocity and crimes against humanity from our country. That's what I'm hoping. The documentary is Border Wars. It is viewable now at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. Nicole McCaw the producer. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Let's talk again soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank I will you. appreciate you. 918, Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Reaching into the weekend for a musical birthday because I just don't want this one to go by. Tomorrow, Karen Carpenter would have been 74. Passed away back in 1983 at 32. Long ago, Just an incomparable voice. And, oh, so far away. and uh, don't forget the drumming chops that she, she wasn't just uh, a, a, 
a pretty face at the drums or, hey, let's put the girl on the drums. There is, I I think it was in like a Battle of the Bands competition circa 1968. Uh, and, and she's with like with a jazz combo, and and she just rips a drum kit apart. Just just incredible skill, just an amazing amazing talent. Karen Carpenter would have been seventy four tomorrow. Already eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. So Blake Hansen, Fox Four, last night, uh, right off fresh off our our chat with Nicole there in her film Border Wars. Uh, it was sort of a border. Battle, uh, battle of the appearances, the competing appearances, or did they? Was it really a competition? Is Biden in 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 Brownsville the same as Trump at Eagle Pass? Blake Hansen last night on Fox Four. Polls show immigration is a growing issue for voters and not just Republicans. And while the president used the trip to try and push Congress toward a solution, Republican officials lay the blame with the executive. Both men who seek to lead America for a second term toured the border Thursday with starkly different backdrops and messages aimed at fixing the crisis. Former President Trump joined Governor Abbott in Eagle Pass. There, the Texas National Guard and Texas DPS have nudged out the federal government, rolling out razor wire, buoys, and other hardened infrastructure that's led to court battles with the Biden administration. The operation that they showed me is nothing less than incredible. And I'll say this, uh, it's a military operation. I mean, we have a military, this is like a war. It's a military operation. Trump and Abbott also called out President Biden, saying his visit was obligatory. He's in some sanitized location in the Brownsville area, not seeing the razor wire that Texas has put up around Brownsville. Roughly 325 miles away, Mr. Biden was flanked, not by state authorities, but by federal border patrol agents. You think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think these state authorities are going to be part of the uh, the Biden invitation list. And oh, by the way, uh, here's Donald Trump in Texas on the border with Governor Abbott singing from the same hymnal. Uh, Abbott having absolutely stepped up in recent months with not just the uh, the the migrant flights to various blue cities, but the buoys, the razor wire, uh, basically telling uh, telling Biden's White House, come and take it with regard to that razor wire. Uh, you, you realize he won that standoff because I said when that standoff began, when the feds wanted to come and when when, when and, and cut away the razor wire that Abbott had put up. Uh, and I said, somebody's going to blink and, and it's going to be the White House. And it was because they dared not. They dared not put uh, pruning shear number one to a, a thread of razor wire supported by Texans and supported by most Americans who think we need a uh, a functioning border. And this kind of harmony, to continue the uh, singing metaphor, uh, led some folks to ask President Trump, hey. Is Governor Abbott on your vice presidential shortlist? And Trump said, yes, he is. He called on Congress to pass bipartisan legislation to boost Border Patrol resources and add immigration judges to tackle the backlog. Two things. Uh, Bipartisan is sometimes a bad word. Uh, What we need is conservative Republican legislation with enough conservative Republicans in the House and the Senate to make it happen against every Democrat objector.
And if there are any Democrats willing to come across and work with us toward a strong border, God bless you, we'll take you. But as soon as something becomes truly bipartisan, the usual definition of bipartisan is caving on core conservative values. Because uh, there, there, there's, 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 there's no wall. There's no wall in any of this uh, Biden and, and Senate uh, uh, surrender idea from a few weeks back. And as far as more money for judges and more money for asylum courts, it's rubber stamps. It's so that more people can more efficiently say, yep, 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 and let more people in. Folks, I didn't get, I didn't get everything I wanted in that compromised bipartisan bill, but neither did anybody else. Compromise is part of the process. But the bipartisan legislation has stalled in Congress after Trump urged Republicans to reject the deal. President Biden spoke directly to his rival on that. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing politics with issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me or I'll join you and telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. Texas officials have argued President Biden could act without congressional approval to toughen policies at the border. This is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. That's it. And uh, he he could do something about it, but he won't. And that is something that he is going to wear every day between now and November. All right, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we need to pay a little bit of attention to a, a to another hot happening school board meeting. It was Keller. It was the wonderful Tarrant County community of Keller where a couple of things were on their minds at last night's school board meeting. One was the notion of a film crew that was allowed into a school to, to film, uh, well, one school board member uh, who they've asked to, to resign, but he's not going to, uh, said that he wasn't aware that anybody, that, that students were going to be interviewed, but they were. And then the other disagreement was over a school play that was going to happen until it got yanked. What was that about? We'll take a look at both next. Mark Davis, 930, grab a line, 866-660-5759. Nikki Whaley is in the newsroom. I'm- No, I could have done living on a prayer. You give love a bad name. Run away, wanted dead or alive. They're all good. Let's do Blaze of Glory. Johnny Bon Jovi. New Jersey's own. 62 tomorrow. All righty, all righty, all right seen Bon Jovi that's a that's that's quite quite the band and quite the act that's a good show alrighty uh 866-660-5759 it was uh it was quite the show last night at the Keller ISD uh Sydney Persing has the package last night from Channel 8 couple of things first of all school boards a talk show host's best friend these days uh but th- this was um this was a couple of interesting things uh one is somebody apparently invited a, a an evangelical film crew, so so far so good, from the Netherlands, okay, and they wanted to come shoot some stuff about an American school, a Texas school, whatever. I mean, you know, evangelical film crew. I'm inclined to uh, to admire that approach, but what some folks uh, did not admire so much is these folks were given access up and down the halls and. Talked to, I guess, administrators, teachers, those are grownups, but also interviewed the kiddos. And nobody knew they were coming. Whoops. That's probably not a good look. And there was also, 
Uh, we talk a lot about school books and we talk a lot about curricula and all that good stuff. Every once in a while, you know, in in my day, in my day, um, we did a lot of school plays. I was in a lot of them. I was the uh, drama dork, and it was it was huge fun. It was in Calamity Jane and Odd Couple, and we had the just the best best time. But but what we were doing is we were picking things that had like been done on Broadway. We were and these days, and and as Ethan rolled through school, uh, he he was in a a, a Little Mermaid. Uh, uh, what do you not not guess? But um, one of the 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 prince's um, uh, helpers. I mean, he just looked great. It was it's a senior kid in the play. It was the best thing in the world. And the material tends to be stuff that you could see out in the entertainment world. It it doesn't always tend to be uh, hotly political, burning issue type stuff. You can certainly find that on Broadway and go if you want. Uh, does your school need to be doing that? Well, that answer is either yes or no, but in Keller, they apparently greenlit a a play and and then pulled it. So whoops. So anyway, so put, put those, either one of those, you'll get a, a hot happening school board meeting. Put both of them together, you get this. Thursday night, Keller ISD's trustees were confronted by lots of people. This board has managed to show just how narcissistic they are. With lots of anger. You have spent years shelling out political rhetoric that has divided this community. Uh-oh. I know what folks usually mean when they say that. About lots of issues. I wish we only had one scandal to discuss, but unfortunately we have several. Furious parents and students blasted the board. First, about how an evangelical foreign film crew was invited inside Central High School. Parents say kids were filmed and interviewed without any consent. Profound betrayal of our community's trust. Regardless of what happens to the footage, the filming is what breaks the law. Okay, so so far, I mean, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, I do wonder what percentage of this consternation is uh, somebody's filming my kid without my consent or my son or daughter's consent. Okay, that, that's that's what it is. I wonder if, uh, I, I don't know, I wonder if a leftist film crew, I wonder if uh, somebody who believes there are 37 genders wanted to come in and talk to kids about that, uh, if that would have garnered this kind of uh, parental blowback. And students also took on trustees about theater at Timber Creek High School, the Laramie Project, a play about the aftermath of a gay student's brutal murder. Boom. So the Laramie Project, I actually remember when this, uh, Matthew Shepard was killed in 1998, a horrible, horrible uh, hate crime. A kid was gay and uh, folks didn't like that and they flat out killed him. And it's terrible. It's just objectively terrible. Everybody knows that. Uh, the activism that followed that was about hate crimes. And I remember, hey, guess what? 1998, you and I were in our fourth year together of doing talk shows. That's right. Do the math. 30 years coming up later this month. Wow. Can you believe it? And um, and it, it sparked what has been a pretty interesting talk show topic over the years, and that is the notion of hate crimes. And I remember at the time when Matthew Shepard was brutally murdered and, every, and, and people talked about it as a hate crime, is it a hate crime? Of course it is. They killed him because he was gay. Same as kill, there, there, there's that, there's racial hate crimes, religious hate crimes, kill somebody because they're a Jew, hate crime, kill somebody because they're black, hate crime, kill somebody because they're gay, hate crime. But then you get to the notion of hate crime legislation. Like, uh, pardon? Like, is it worse I mean, than, than killing somebody for their wallet? 
like killing somebody in a in a in a gang hit. I mean, isn't murder kind of murder? I mean, and, and here's the thing: even if we say, "Yeah, well, now we're we're extra upset," really. So if somebody kills, you know, a loved one of yours for being gay or black or Jewish, that's terrible. But you know, somebody kills my dad for his watch. That is somehow undervalued because they didn't kill him for some characteristic of his. So the whole notion of a different level and layer of criminology, of criminal punishment, of trials and charges and sentences based on hate crimes has always been a tough sell with me. So anyway, Laramie Project is all about that. It, 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 if, if you are not on board for, for hate crime legislation, you're the problem. So it is controversial. It is political. And it either is or is not appropriate for uh, for for a school. And so here's the thing. You know what? If there's a school district that says, hey, we're doing this. All right. Parents can either like that or not like it. If there's a school district that says, we're not doing that. Okay. But apparently they did it. And then they, they kind of did the 180, which will always get you in trouble. Was canceled after it was already announced and cast. Whether you acknowledge it or not, queer people live in Keller ISD and it is your job as community leaders to protect them just as much as anyone else. And this is what you invite. If, uh, it, I mean, I don't know if this would have been as big a deal. I mean, they, they greenlit it. They had the tryouts. They cast it. And then what? Somebody write a letter. Somebody find out. Say, what are you doing this play for? And then somebody decided to pull it. Did you not? At that point, maybe you just go with it. Because now you get all these folks, and I, I get, guess what? We know queer people exist in the high schools. We know. Doesn't mean that, uh, that, that agenda-driven politics are something that has to be on the high school play stage. The Laramie Project message is anti-hate crimes. Why on earth would you be against that? Okay. It, it is, it's not just anti-hate crimes. It is pro-hate crime legislation which brings up a policy debate of whether or not hate crimes as an entity need to be treated differently than people murdered for, I don't know, more less egregious reasons like uh, you were in my way or I wanted your car. And in a stunning moment, a district teacher held up a resignation letter. It's not the students, it's you. Yeah, great. Now, several people have called for trustee Micah Young to resign. He was interviewed by those filmmakers. Young, though, defending himself tonight, said he was not aware that students were also being filmed. Okay. So, so there you are. That's, uh, uh, lessons, lessons. Uh, lessons are, I always, always like to try to follow these things up with lessons. The lessons of this one would be uh, if a film crew, if you want, if, if a film crew asks to come to your school, be really transparent about it. Uh, vet them thoroughly. See what they uh, see. What they're up to. What kind of film are they making? Whom do they want access to? And make sure that everybody is aware. Most notably, parents. Lesson number two. I guess we're in an era here where I mean, who determines who determines what the school play is? I somehow don't remember being asked. Do you guys want to do Calamity Jane or The Odd Couple? We were just told, hey, this year it's Calamity Jane. You know, this year it's the odd couple. And we thought, okay, you want to be in that? Let's try out or not. Um, is there a lot of kid activism involved in, hey, we want to do this particular play for this particular cause, for the, to take this particular stand? Obviously, that's an enormous amount of, of, of creative freedom and people who write plays have the right to do them and air them and have them appear wherever they wish. 
Uh, schools need to have a, a kind of a some type of filter through which we say this either does or doesn't belong on a high school stage. Whatever decision you reach, once you reach that decision, you got to stick with it because doing the uh, doing the 180 will always get you in trouble. All righty. A final word or two. Next. On Roger Daltrey's birthday, the front man for the Who turns 80. Thought I'd go a little deep to 1975's The Who by Numbers. And how many friends? share some uh, friends with you that love me that want me that'll take me as I am my friend Jimmy Kersey filled in for Rhonda today thank you sir Rhonda's back on Monday thank you Mr. Matt for the technical guru skills thank you Nikki Whaley for news excellence and thank all y'all for another fantastic week I think there'll be some more advertising over the weekend. (laughs) Come on. Is it Tuesday yet? Is it Super Tuesday yet? Uh, We'll get there. We'll get there. And the path there takes us through Monday. So we'll see you on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. God bless our country, our troops, our families. And I'll see you on Monday, 7 a.m. right here on 660 a.m. The Answer. I'm Mark Davis. Be good. See you Monday. That'll take me as I Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.